Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in the cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every nards? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Welcome to Head Cannon. Tonight we have a very special yeah. guest uh, with us. You you probably know him from Mallrats, Party of Five, Seventh Heaven, The Babysitter, maybe Gods and Generals, and any number of things. Uh, but but Mr. Jeremy London, how are you doing this evening? Man, I'm great. Good to be here. Good to have you. Good to have you, Brent. How are you doing tonight? Oh man, I'm I'm fantastic. It's been a great day today. Good, good to hear. Yeah, yeah, Thanks. and I know, and I appreciate you coming on, Jeremy. I know we've you know we've been trying to set this up for a while, and uh, I appreciate you and just your presence on Twitter. You know, it's 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 always fun to you know, especially somebody you're familiar with. Like I watch TV shows and stuff. You are you were on back in the '90s, and then you just kind of appeared on my radar on tw on Twitter, and I was like, oh, this guy's on Twitter now, and he's tweeting funny shit, and he's like. <laughs> you know, he's a, and then I got your. Uh, I ordered your pepper jelly or earlier this year. You did your video was quite memorable, man. We really we loved that. That was he goes on and on with pepper jelly. Man, he she and he's right. This shit's good. It is. Oh, it's can we, it's can we so curse good. on here. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Say whatever you want. It's fine. Oh okay, yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad, man. I'm, I appreciate you. Uh, um, not only promoting it, but I'm glad you enjoy it that much, dude. It was fun to it was fun to uh, fun to watch. Yeah, you know that's that is really kind of what happened to me. I just sort of made pepper jelly out of a sort of a necessity to do something with all of the extra peppers that we had in our garden. And uh, first time I tried it, I just looked at I looked at Leslie and I just said, "We're making pepper jelly. This is the best thing I've ever tried in my entire life." And then and uh, and then refined my own, uh, worked with it for a couple of months really, and got my own specific recipe down and all of that now i've got that perfected and so it's really fun to watch people enjoy it because you know i'm here i'm in mississippi and it's the land of pepper jelly down here i never even knew anything about pepper jelly honestly mm -hmm. um and uh the to have a, a a southern woman a real grandma southern woman down here that grew up with pepper jelly tell you that it's the best pepper jelly she's ever tried in her life I've, we've had that happen several Whoa. times that's very rewarding it's very rewarding <laughs> and then then cory freaking out uh, his video he sent him was hilarious <laughs> and so it's fun man. <laughs> i'm glad that we can make something that brings so many people joy like that that's fantastic yeah and it really is and it's like i you know i think we've all got you know your favorite burger you've ever had or your favorite you know i could think like my the best burger probably hinkles in bloomington or buffalo is like the best buffaloing i've ever had and and it's and I've had a, a couple other pepper jellies, and it really is just like it's in a league of its own, in my opinion. And and actually, I, I should have I should have more in the mail, I think, because I you posted something recently, um, because I tried the the outlaw and the cowboy, which were both phenomenal. But I I have a really uh, high tolerance to spicy stuff. Like I love spicy. You food. want the yeah, you want the special edition uh, I, um, outlaw is what you want. That's the we make I make that so hot. It, Oh, it's really hot. Yeah, well, I wasn't even I wasn't even aware it existed, but so I saw it and I think about a week or so ago I ordered it. So I should have. I should have some on the list. Yeah, I put some in the mail yesterday. Where where are you guys located? I'm I'm just outside of Chicago. Oh, then it is on its way to you. Yes, yes, I got it out to you. Nice. Yeah, so it's on its way, boss. 
Corey likes very niche. He likes niche things, you know, like the pepper jelly. That's, that's amazing. I'm. That's a very that. niche thing. It really is, and yeah. I think sort of just by the nature of even uh, the words pepper and jelly uh, confuse people. It confused. It confused me honestly. Whenever I first heard about it, I was like, "What? That doesn't even make sense." <laughs> like it, it, hot jelly. Like what? You know, you're just. It's with so. You, it's basically just some pepper flavoring with a bunch of sugar <laughs> really it's it's just like candy fantastic yeah. it really is good and i've all the jellies i've ever I'm, you know i've tried everything I, I it's still it's my favorite you know i think that it just has such a unique flavor so i do appreciate it london's uh, most wanted uh, pepper jelly you guys can find us on etsy actually if you guys are interested if you've got anybody salivating yet <laughs> all the stoners out there <laughs> Sure. I'm just going to whisper pepper jelly every now and then just subliminally put it in there. Pepper yeah, absolutely. Well, and you've got pepper other stuff. It's so funny. Weird. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Is London plugging his pepper jelly through this whole thing? What are you talking about? Pepper jelly. What are you talking about? I don't even know you're talking about pepper jelly. Yeah. <laughs> People yeah, listen I'll to that. going to be like, I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> yeah. They'll listen to the episode and afterwards they'll be like, I'm really craving spicy jelly. I don't even know why. <laughs> So when yeah. I, and I know you've got banana bread and other stuff. I I, I, I know that you sell on your Etsy. So have you been um, like gardening for very long? Because all the time on Twitter you have pictures of like the this bountiful harvest you bring. Like, yeah. So <laughs> what happened honestly uh, is uh, COVID. Period. Uh, oh, okay. Whenever uh, whenever COVID first broke out and they the very first lockdown, uh, they sent my lady home from work and so she was with she was at home all day. Um, and we uh, had this big, beautiful backyard that literally was just full of dog shit. There was literally <laughs> nothing else back there. It wasn't being used. Any of the plants that she tried to plant, the dogs would destroy. Yeah. Um, and so it was kind of futile. And so we just uh, kind of we put our foot down and we built a, an electric fence uh, and uh, to keep the dogs out. And then I just started building uh, garden boxes and it became addictive. I started with one little garden box on the side of our house. And now not only is our entire backyard, this incredible like garden uh, Eden, it's amazing back there. Uh, but uh, it, it uh, we don't have so much dog shit back there anymore. <laughs> it actually is a place you can go hang out. It's uh, actually, uh, but we, we, we actually turned it into a business. It's weird. So um, we didn't really suffer any, of the having to be stuck inside we didn't get stuck inside yeah put it that way yeah and as a matter of fact i got you know built doing all of this stuff i learned a lot about myself in the process not only that i really enjoy gardening but that i'm actually good at it um but that also i can build stuff i didn't even know i could build stuff i mean <laughs> i've built decks and boxes and i've got people that order my boxes and you know so i i you know, started a little business out of the whole thing. And I've never been, you know, one thing that you'll have, everybody that knows me knows that I don't sit around and wait for Hollywood to, to, to call me before I go to work. I do, but I've got so many side hustles and I do so many things because I'm just not, I've never been defined by just one thing. I've never defined myself by one thing. And, uh, I, I, I just, I like to stay busy and if I'm not acting, I want to be doing something else. And if I can't be teaching, which I have an acting school called London Arts Acting School, oh, um, cool. if I can't be, yeah, if I can't be teaching, then, you know, I got to be doing something, yeah. you know? And so, uh, so all these little side hustles and the fact that people actually enjoy it, we actually have a killer product is really nice. Yeah. 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 Well, and I can but, attest but to honest, it. So. It's weird how it all led to, you know, positive things for us, you know, overall. It's weird. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I apologize for <laughs> no, you're fine. No. And I, yeah, and I think everybody, cause I know for myself, like I think a lot of people had a mixed reaction to COVID. I mean, so, you know, it worked out differently for everybody, but, but for me, like I, I kind of, uh, because of COVID, I transitioned to a new job where like I'm working from home now. The job I have is, oh. is completely remote. Like the nearest Great. office is in Syracuse, New York. So like what I, a trip. yeah, so it's, you know, which is, has, you, has its man. pros and cons, you know? Yeah, well, my, my lady could be doing all of her stuff uh, from home. Uh, it's all on a computer. Uh, but uh, her bosses want her to be there because I think they genuinely hate their families. <laughs> so they're like, if we're going to be here, you're going to be here. Right. They're like, we're not staying at home all day with our, what? Right. No, 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 no. Can't do that. Like, they couldn't 
wait to get back in the office. <laughs> right. They were like, damn, COVID, come on, man. <laughs> well, you know, and that's how the, the company I was working for was like kind of the same way. And I, I like talked to HR about like, because my kids are home, I you know, can I have some leeway to figure out what to do with them? Or And HR was basically like, well, oh, sorry, that's kind of your problem. And I was like, well, you know what? There, there are two other companies trying to headhunt me right now. So I'll, you know, so I, I just moved Leverage. to another company about a year ago, you know. Nice. Nice. Leverage is good. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. But so uh, I want to ask you about, I saw some, speaking of your like, you know, cooking and, and, and gardening and all that. I saw some of your cooking videos that you have on, on YouTube. Oh, you did. Which were really <laughs> right, I love it. I saw them too. Especially the, the one chip challenge, which I haven't done, but I keep seeing all these videos. How was, how was oh, that? Oh my goodness. Yeah. My stepson, Ethan and I, uh, Ethan just turned 18. He, we, uh, uh, he, he, he's, he convinced me to try it. <laughs> he, he was, was one of the, he's very convincing. And, um, I didn't even know about it, but I was, I've been started watching just a bunch of YouTube videos and everything. And I just was watching people just, just suffer. And I was like, why would anybody do this? Why would anybody put themselves through this? And the more I watched it, the more I was like, ah, I gotta try it. And so we, uh, we, 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 we did it. And you can see our video on our uh, YouTube channel at London's most wanted. Uh, and, uh, it was, uh, it was disgusting. Honestly, and more than anything, uh, the taste is what I remember the most about it. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. And the heat is just kind of, you know, I think that I just, I live with so much pain just from getting old and being, I was was an athlete and I have so many, uh, you know, broken bones and stuff. And I just walk around in in pain all the time. And so I could deal with the pain taste is what was i mean it truly was the worst part about the whole thing but it really was like otherworldly hot at times like you find yourself sort of like leaving your body you know but you know our our uh egos or whatever the hell it is uh, that that drives us um uh has now got us we ordered the dual chip challenge we actually have it already i've just been waiting i just had a hernia surgery and so i've been waiting for my hernia surgery to get past the point of you know maybe maybe i'm maybe if i do you know project i'll vomit i don't explode something um and then we had our grand our our first grandchild was born yesterday i I saw that congratulations that's awesome um I'm, yeah i'm I'm a step grandpa but i'm a grandpa he's he's my 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 kid um Uh, yeah, so we uh, we our next thing is going to be to do the dual chip challenge, which I'm looking forward to only because apparently the dual chip tastes a lot better than the uh, the pocky one chip, but the uh, it's it's way hotter. So I don't know what to expect, man. <laughs> yeah, is it like a two step process? Like you have one chip. What do you or- mean? Do you have what you eat the dual chip? Is it two chips? You eat, it's what? a dual, like you like you know, like gun battle. Oh, dual. like, like you, know, okay, you take ten steps away from each other and you turn around and shoot each other. It's a dual. Yeah, not like dual like two. Other's it's a, in each other's mouth. Yeah, no, you're supposed to just sort of turn around, you know, do the whole. But you know what happens is nobody does that because everybody's on camera. Everybody wants to be on camera, and so they're they're limited by the space, and so they just sit there and do it. So the, it really is just about who can last the longest without drinking. Oh, okay. Or something you know, and I can tell you right now, Ethan's gonna win that because there's no. Why I'm putting myself through that? Um, I will happily concede. But they cool. They give you this really cool uh, chip that, that comes with it, this uh, this coin that's like an, an award that you know whoever whoever wins gets it. But it's the same guys from Puck, Pucker Butt uh, joined in with Pocky and uh, they the guy that created the the, the Carolina Reaper. Okay. Then uh, create his name is uh, Ed Curry. Okay. Uh, created the Carolina Reaper, and yeah, and then he uh, just created the uh, the Pepper X, and so uh, whereas the Pocky Chip was the was Trinidad Scorpion and the Carolina Reaper, the uh, the next one we're doing the duel is 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 Pepper X, and so that's millions of Scoville. I don't know what the hell we're thinking. <laughs> the video the video should be entertaining. You get yeah. to see me suffer. We're definitely going to shoot, and then. My buddy in North Carolina, my buddy JoJo, is going to be joining us from North Carolina, and he uh, he did it uh, before we did. He's the one that I actually found out from, and he, he ate the chip and drank an entire bottle of, of uh, Fireball. 
Oh, oh, Jesus. Shit. Like, like, it was like, I don't know how he didn't die. Do? I seriously, I don't know how he didn't die. <laughs> but he's joining us. So he's going to be doing the duel with us. So it'll, we'll have him on video uh, with, with us doing the duel. So you'll see a whole bunch of uh, white boy sweat and tears. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's fun to watch, though. These videos are fun to watch. I like, I like your cooking show. Thank your you. YouTube cooking show. I, I really do. I, I, I like your kitchen. I, I like to cook at home a lot. Hmm. Um, I like your utensils are very bright and really cool looking. Thank you. Man. And I have a Appreciate favorite it. episode. And Which it's one? because I share like a similar kind of thing that happened in the episode. And I don't know if you saw this one, Corey, but you, you make these amazing fucking meatballs. Yes, like sir. I grew up in an Italian, Italian house. And so like I, I would make meatballs like I remember my mom making meatballs. And your meatballs look like those meatballs. And, <laughs> Good. That's and and so, so Jeremy, Corey Jeremy's making these meatballs, and I'm like, fuck yeah, look at these. You know, these they're like a good size and shit. It's like, you know, like when you're, you know, you're making them like a man. You know, like a man makes meatballs like you can grip your They're venison. They're, those like, are venison. Like, the size of, like what you want your sack to look like. Those are venison. Venison as yeah, well, yeah. That's right. right. He's got like, he's, he's got like, tri-fixes, like different meats and stuff. And, and then there's like a stop, and it cuts. And then like it comes back. And, and Jeremy's like, um, I just want to say my wife came and saw the meatballs and she thought they were just, they were just too big. <laughs> it is so funny because my wife had that same thing when I made them. Like, I remember. <laughs> so I was thinking, like, yeah, so is this, like, I was like, what? was I just, like, dodging trickinosis, like, all my life? <laughs> right. Yeah, I got checked. You know, I I'm I, I live with and and am lucky to have found a very 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 southern Mississippi woman who, you know, she's she's uh, I, she, I, I would say I've traveled a lot and I'm a little bit you know I became slightly worldly because I got to travel a lot and because of my career I've been able to you know, but these southern women they when they when they think something's weird, <laughs> they they're not they won't eat it. <laughs> so like I had to make them smaller. She wouldn't have eaten it. She would have just been like, I'm not doing that. It's funny. I really Yeah. It's I fun though, man. She that's it, the one the one time she chose to appear in one, she's just like, You just you're screwing this up. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, let me that take over, fun, let though. me just do it. <laughs> yeah, it was fun though. That's funny. Yeah, I've gotta do uh, uh I've gotta get back to doing that. I'm gonna do Got another bunch of videos. We got some videos with my kiddo uh, Wyatt uh, out in the garden. He, my seven-year-old, he, man, he was here with me over the summer, and he, within like two weeks, could tell you everything in the garden. <laughs> he he loves. There's these flowers we grow called nasturtiums. He loves eating the flowers, and uh, uh, it just uh, it was it, it was cool. So I'm still working on that video. I gotta get that video. That's how behind we are uh, on all this, but. Uh, Hopefully we'll hopefully we get some traction on the uh, the channel. So you guys, please come find us on uh, YouTube, London's Most Wanted. Yeah, come subscribe. Yeah, it's subscribe. a great show. Well, and it's I, yeah, I, I forget what video Sorry. it was, but I was uh, I remember there was at least one video where you had the I just had to admire the one hand egg crack technique. I was like, damn, he just he like just you know bang that out, no problem. It's so funny, something simple like that. But I also, you know, I think I did one where I flipped some eggs, like you know, from like just did a little hand flip and tossed some eggs, and like I literally got like marriage proposals. <laughs> that stuff, people, people don't, get, people are very easily amused. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, just little things like that. I, I, I have just always loved cooking. Yeah. And uh, I uh, probably would have been a chef had I not become an actor. You know. Yeah. Uh, more than like, more than likely, um, it's probably what I, I and I still just I watch a lot of cooking shows, and I'm just I've turned into such a grandpa. <laughs> Having a grandchild is so appropriate for me. Yeah, I'm such an old man out in my garden. Like this is like probably the least sexy episode of your show you're ever gonna have. <laughs> well, no, it's a, he's a thrill. <laughs> Let's talk about some more gardening and bread no, no, well, yeah, well, well and Brent and yeah. i Brent and i i know we we talk about food a lot because we both like cooking i know he loves cooking and i work I, like nice. i didn't i didn't train as a chef like i don't have professional training but i did i worked in kitchens for years and years and yeah. years so like i do all the cooking in my house like for my wife oh, and my killer. kids like i do all the cooking I, it's, it's almost like the norm you know it's 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 almost i think it's 50 50 or maybe 
slightly more you know i know a lot of guys that like to do the cooking yeah um uh you know it, it for me it, it's nice to see that it has gone from the just the barbecue to actually like into the kitchen you know yeah. um i like doing all of it mm-hmm. you know uh, i i didn't i didn't know that i would like baking yeah and all that stuff Oh, you're, I actually you're really, that? really enjoy it. I'm really, I got the, the banana bread I make is the best banana bread. Most people have tried it since the best thing they've ever tried. And this apple chocolate chip uh, bread that I make is phenomenal. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. <laughs> that it's sounds good. The, very first epi- the very first episode uh, on YouTube. I think I saw that's that what one. I make. Yeah, that's what I'm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I make in the very, very first episode. And you know what's funny? I haven't made it in, in a while, and we just had somebody order it, and I'm going to actually go back and watch my own video to make sure that I'm doing it right. <laughs> like, I don't screw it up. It's like a how-to. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to use me. I'm going to teach myself how to re- make sure I don't screw it up. <laughs> like making your own training right. videos. <laughs> That's pretty meta stuff. I'm like, I'm, you know, put it out there for for my because I know that my mental um, faculties will decline, and so I need like a reference so I can go back and remind myself how to do something. <laughs> Make videos later on, and I'll be like, okay, you put your pants on one right leg first. It's like if the, movie, if the movie Memento was just like the guy was right. Just like, yeah. yeah, but it's not because I had any traumatic uh, brain injury. It's because I, as I get older, my brain is getting stupider and stupider, and maybe I might have burned a few brain cells along the way. <laughs> right. You so just do gotta, you feel you're... different being a grandfather, like just suddenly, like re- not suddenly, but like recently? Man, I'll tell you, I, I've, I love my children so much, and uh, babies to me are just – I love them and so it's not anything that scares me or that has ever been anything that you know makes me feel like i'm missing out on anything else in the world i think that that's what life's about you know i think it's about uh what you smoking there buddy <laughs> oh what you smoking there brent <laughs> just indy's finest vape you know, i'm all about the vape life this is called the mistress from survey it's a lot it's a local indianapolis Look at that little charming man on the bottle. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Is, is, weed, is weed legal where you guys live? No, no unfortunately not. It's not. No. In, yeah, in, in, in Illinois, it's 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 pretty uh, decriminalized, but yeah, yeah. So. What about yeah, Mississippi? I, uh, yeah, okay. it's like a ticket here. They don't make a huge deal of it, but it's not. It's not yet. It's not yet. Yeah. But I, it's. I've got a buddy that's building like the biggest, like the biggest grow warehouse on the face of the planet uh, in mississippi i'm like why are you it's not even legal here what are you doing (laughs) airplane Uh, apparently apparently he knows something i don't know i don't know it's weird anyway sorry what were we talking about yeah oh well i forget I know right i wonder talking about even talking about weed does this no i i uh i uh i just really uh yeah i love being a grandfather and the whole cooking and baking and gardening and everything is just sort of it's all just gelling like i'm literally going to make somebody a really good granny someday <laughs> that's feel, what i feel like i'm gonna start taking up knitting next <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. you imagine <laughs> oh gosh you don't know me into the old folks home <laughs> there, there was a, a dispensary up here in chicago um, cause what, you know, the, the company I work for, we like make servers to put in various places, Dell servers mostly, but this, there was a, a, a marijuana dispensary that got robbed in Chicago because they have like the showroom floor where people can go in and buy the weed, you know, but then right. they actually, yeah. they actually keep it downstairs and basically a vault and the way they transport it is they put it in this dumb waiter and like, you know, send it up through this dumb waiter and they, and they take it right. off. Well, these people broke in and one of them, they, like, they must have sat in the dumbwaiter, like, you know, got curled up in the fetal position and they lowered themselves down into the vault area was how they, was how they robbed it. Wow. Oh, yeah. shit. I love that. That is, that is, that's, I'm impressed actually. Yeah. They deserve what they got. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Put that yeah, like, into it. <laughs> But yeah. so when, they died in a hail of bullets on their way out. Just... <laughs> well, so I want to I want to ask you about some of the the older stuff, and of course, you know some of these classic movies you've been in. Um, but first, I kind of want to ask you what you're working on right now. I know you were just filming something, right? Was it 
a movie, something called Interfere, I think I heard you say. Um, yeah, I'm co-directing and producing a movie called Interfere right now down on the, uh, the Mississippi coast nice. um, with a buddy of mine named Tim Wall. Uh, and uh, uh, what's great about doing these movies here in Mississippi, one of the reasons I live here, one of the reasons I love being here, uh, and I have my acting school here, is that uh, I get a chance with these local movies, I get to actually cast my... Uh, my students in these movies. So, uh, you know, not only do I get to, you know, teach all of these wonderful people, but I get to then, you know, whenever they've earned it and they've gotten to the place where they feel like they're ready, I actually get to put them in movies. And so it's really, really rewarding. You know, it's, it's cool. And so this is one of those things that it's kind of like a weekend warrior type movie in the sense that we just shoot on the weekends when we get a chance. Most people work during the week. (laughs) Tim owns a, a, a TV station in Pascagoula, Mississippi. Uh, and so he's busy pretty much through the week. And so we just, we're, we've been shooting it in bits and pieces and I don't really like doing it, doing that. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, we got to do what we got to do in those cases. But as far as my acting goes, I just got back from Los Angeles. I was shooting a, a movie out there called meteoroid, which is, you know, just one of those sci-fi, the earth's going to explode if a meteoroid hits it in movies. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was interesting. Um, so you know, always doing something. I've uh, I have a a movie coming up in the beginning of next year. That's wait, what's a meteoroid? Is it there, meteoroid. there's a meteorite or asteroid? What's a meteor? That's what I said. I said, isn't this the name of a video game? Like, what's the, what is a? I said, isn't shouldn't this be asteroid? And they're like, yeah, there's this something okay. license, licensing grip trust me it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it, Zoom, they it, might as well just yeah. call it big rock coming at us it's, Dude, uh, honestly I, that I, might as soon as i saw meteoroid i was like is that even a thing is that a, what is that it's just dwayne johnson in like a big like range rover <laughs> piling down yeah. the highway the rock yeah it's just a whole movie about a dude playing the video game meteoroid the whole thing is just the video game you know i, I gotta say uh, if, if i saw a movie titled like there's a big rock coming at us! Exclamation point! I would watch the shit. Out. I'd be like, I, I have to see what that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so honestly like, well, what's this movie about? Well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just hold me, don't hold me to it, but I think there might be a big rock coming at us. <laughs> right. There's no ambiguity. <laughs> <laughs> Meteorite. I grew up, yeah, I grew yeah. up in the, the limestone capital of the world. Here in, it's like Bedford, well, it's a weird thing to brag. Weird thing to brag about, but sure. Okay, Brent. <laughs> well, well, the local movie theater. Um, was showing Armageddon. This is like back in the day, right? And they took one of those cars, you know, like put like in front of high schools during prom to show like, hey, uh, don't drink yeah. and drive. And then they put one of those cars um, and then put like a giant block of limestone on it to promote the movie uh, Armageddon. I always thought that was really cool. <laughs> nice. Again, a big rock floating there. Right on. Right on. Well, you know, you got to use your surroundings, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> right. You yeah. Well, <laughs> I was curious if there are any, you know, because I, I feel like everybody's probably familiar with, you know, Mallrats, Party of Five, Seventh Heaven. I do want to ask you some questions about those, but is there anything like, yeah. is there any, like, is there a movie or project you feel like people maybe aren't as aware of that you're especially proud of or you feel like is, you know, something more yeah. people should check out or? Yeah. Well, there's a few things. Uh, one, uh, and I believe that you can find it on Amazon, um, uh, is a movie, the only feature film I've ever done with my twin brother, Jason. Uh, it's called Branded. Okay. Um, uh, it's a really, really, really cool movie, a very unique movie. And uh, uh, my, uh, like I said, it's the only feature film I've ever done with my twin brother. And so that's a, a, a unique opportunity and also unique for our fans that have always wanted to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a really, really cool movie. It's uh, It's smart out there different very 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 cool fantasy kind of i don't know it's hard to it's like a fairy tale it was based off a chinese fairy tale it's hard to explain um but it's uh it's, it's deep it's really deep so it's called branded and that's on amazon now pardon me for my dogs barking we've got five dogs here um uh and uh a movie a little short film that i did with my students that i wrote and directed and 99 uh, of of the people in it, everybody in it besides Brian O'Halloran, actually, who played uh, Dracula for us. Uh, we did a movie uh, uh, called Monsters Anonymous. And uh, it's you can see that on, on Amazon as well, and possibly YouTube. Um, but it's just a 
22 minute short film that's hilarious it's basically it's uh all of our classic monsters are in a therapy session together because they're depressed over not being scary anymore um and uh it's really funny and then the end there's a real the killer payoff at the end and it's just fun you know like i said brian o'halloran from clerks and mall rats so he was gil hicks our other suitor mm-hmm. uh on uh and mall rats uh he played dracula for us and uh it just knocked it out of the park, but it, we've won tons of awards with it, uh, with Monsters Anonymous, and uh, it's just one of those fun little things I'm really proud of, but mostly because everybody you see in the movie besides Brian O'Halloran are my students, yeah. you know? and so it's pretty neat. That's awesome. Fantastic. Right. Thank you. Well, uh, I'm curious about, you know, and I'm sure you, you get asked all the time, but what was your what was your experience like kind of as you uh, were kind of gaining notoriety in the, notoriety in the 90s and... You know, I think you were probably on the, uh, I feel like I saw you at the time, probably my sisters had like Tiger Beat or Team Beat or stuff. Like, were you, Probably. do you recall, were you oh, like yeah. in some of those magazines, like on the cover oh, of some yeah. of those? I was on the cover of Seventeen Magazine and on all that probably. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So what was that experience oh, yeah. like at the time when you were like, all this stuff's kind of oh. coming at you and you're on Seventh Heaven and fifth, you know, Party of Five and all well, that? Seventh Heaven was years later, but I, the, as far as being on, you know magazines and all this stuff. I grew up on a cattle ranch in Oklahoma and uh, a town and then moved to a town in Texas uh, called DeSoto. Uh, so it's being in that world was so uh, foreign that I never even fantasized about it. I never even projected myself in that world. I didn't think uh, uh, that it was uh, realistic, just like, uh, you know, Whenever we first started getting in the industry and started telling people we were in movies, nobody where we lived believed us because they, it's just it was too hard for them to comprehend that that was actually accessible and re, and that that movie stars are actually real people and that they're they're not you know this this you know foreign entity to them uh, that it actually really can happen um, and so uh, it's all been weird. It's never not been weird. Right. I've never been anybody that's been a big fan of me. Like I'm not that, <laughs> like, uh, you know, I'm not the big self promoter in this sense. Cause I don't, it, it, the, the fact that actors get put on the pedestals are, is still uh, so weird to me because some of the weirdest people I've ever met in my entire life were actors and some, <laughs> you know, biggest buffoons I've ever met. But you know, also a lot of really great people too, but they're just actors, you yeah. know? Um, and I jump in the mind that, you know, we should be putting doctors and firemen and astronauts on pedestals, not actors. Right. <laughs> but then, then something happens like the pandemic and you realize that entertainers are incredibly important to uh, society uh, on so many levels. And uh, uh, it's a huge part of people's sanity. Uh, They're being able to escape to something uh, rather than having to live in the the, the dregs of the moment uh, is incredibly uh, important. And so, you know, I, I do understand why people um i think tend to glorify actors in the sense because it's like they know feel like they know us so well mm-hmm. but we don't know them and that's the weird part for us you know right is that i get people that really truly feel like they know me you know because i've been a part of their lives for so many years and they watch mall rats every week and you know I'm, I'm in their brain i'm in their psyche but i don't know them from jack and so it's it's a weird exchange you know uh, my relationship to them goes as far as entertaining them. <laughs> song, I'll be your song and dance pony, but uh, it, it, beyond that, I don't, you know. And so, uh, it, it was weird for me to go out into public and people freak out over me and want pictures with me and autographs and stuff like that because I just never felt like I was that guy, you know. I've never, you know. So until I started doing conventions, uh, I had a hard time with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fame, fame, fame gave me PTSD. Uh, it wasn't one of those things that I enjoyed. I don't like. Didn't like going down red carpets with a bunch of lights flashing at me and people yelling my name. Yeah. It just all felt so fake and pretentious. Yeah, and it is. Yeah. and it is. The whole thing is horribly pretentious. Well, did you? And I've been. I've been to all of those, you know, big award shows out in Hollywood, Emmys and Grammys and 
blah, 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 and Golden Globes, and I've been on shows that have won them, and I've won personally won awards, and so, and those, there's the most boring night of your life. There's nothing glamorous about any of it. It's all lies, you know, and so from the very get-go, um, out of the gates, I just was never really that impressed with any of it, and so it was always like, uh, <laughs> it's like yeah, going it's to a, like going to a ballet recital for your kids, and like you're excited to see your kid dance, but then all the other kids, and you're like, oh my fucking god, right. this is this exactly is boring. right. You have to sit through all the other kids to see your own. Right, uh, it's it's torture, um, and so yeah, I for me, I've just never been comfortable with. I guess, A, people being so in my business ever, that's just never going to be comfortable. But the fact that so many people felt like they know me, but I don't, I don't know who they are, you know, was always just unsettling for me. Yeah. And to that, have you ever had like a weird, like stalker situation or anything where, where somebody was a little too like, or way too familiar with you and like, it was uncomfortable or. Uh, Not really. I mean, I, I think that I, uh, tend to keep people at, 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 a, at a healthy arm's length, you know? Right. Um, I think the, the most that I could say as far as that goes is that there's a, there's a problem. I really like to interact with people and you mm-hmm. can, you know, you can tell from my Twitter account, I like to interact with people, but there are a, a certain a percentage of people that believe that because you liked their tweet or you said something to them or said thank you or whatever that all of a sudden you're best friends right. and then they just then won't go away <laughs> then they just like it's just constantly dming and trying to call me or if it's like facebook friend or then we're on messenger they'll try to like facetime me and i don't know these oh, I, sure. that happens to me a lot that people try to facetime me and i don't Weird. know who the hell they are you know or uh, you know on messenger you know they don't have my number they just you know if they follow me on on, on Facebook and, and I kind of keep a, a, an open sort of revolving group of friends on, on Facebook because, uh, you know, of my, of the business more than anything, the pepper jelly business and then the, and the, and acting school and letting new people, you know, in that aren't, that I don't interact with, get rid of a lot of them and let new people in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just think that because of, I accepted their friend request that that means that I all of a sudden want to, actually be their friend yeah (laughs) you know what i mean and so what i know that's insane yeah i try not to jump to the conclusion that they're uh that they're crazy right i i I jump to the conclusion that they're excited and that this moment means a lot to them and it's very it's a big moment for them and they would love nothing more than for me to be their friend um and it's so it's understandable I do get it. I just don't have time for new friends. Right. <laughs> well, and a, it, I've got grandbabies. Right. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> and it's a, yeah, it's a weird position to put you in. Like, because what, like in reality, like only someone in your position would have like random people reaching out to them. And like, people just don't become friends that way. Like that's not how. Well, they'll know. get offended if you don't respond, you know, right. they're like, all of a sudden, like, then they start showing their colors, and then that's when you go, okay, I gotta block this person. Right. Uh, it's like they're, it's yeah. like you're, you're a get for them, you know? And yeah, 100%. Like other, other celebrities as well, you know? It's like, let's see how I can, if I can get them to respond or interact with anything. There's that any percentage way. of person. That's a different person, though. That's a completely that's different, a different person. Yeah. person. I agree with you that. You know, there's the fan boy and the fan girl, and then there's the sort of the person that, uh, crosses the line yeah uh, absolutely to you know and then there's the psychopath <laughs> and the psychopaths uh, tend to show themselves relatively early and yeah. so you know uh without without uh i spread your pepper jelly on my cat <laughs> i've never heard that before <laughs> that would be like, a, like an insane person would say some shit like that i bet yes yeah. that would i i just was questioning your sanity i thought you literally just put my pepper jelly on your cat. I didn't know your I was like, what just happened? Oh, no, I, I just wrote it I think his edible kicked in. No, but... <laughs> People don't necessarily think about what they, uh, what, what's coming out of their mouth all the time. I've had somebody come up to me one time and say, are you you or are you your brother? <laughs> I was like, did you? I, I said, 
So did you hear what you just said? Did right. you hear what just came out of your mouth? <laughs> right. You're like, there's no way for me to answer that. <laughs> I don't I have an answer for it. Right. I, I was, I just, that was my answer. Did you hear what just came out of your mouth? <laughs> that's, that's uh, what do you line. say? <laughs> well, so, so how did you get into acting? Have you always been... Were you interested in acting when you were younger? Or I'm curious how you got uh, from your the cattle ranch you grew up on. Uh, you know what what was kind of your journey to getting into acting and and kind of yeah what fostered that? The cli- the Cliff's Nose version of that is that I was uh, an athlete and thought I was going to go to college on a baseball scholarship, uh, and I was being scouted. Uh, I made the the Texas All Star Baseball Team, which is. In- incredibly difficult mm-hmm. i was a catcher um and uh, uh played the i caught the first game and then it was me and another guy rotating in and out uh right field and catcher and so i caught the first game he caught the second game and during that second game somebody hit a ball out to me in right field and i dove for the ball and my right hamstring exploded oh, Jesus. <laughs> and so in one moment uh my entire life changed because i didn't all of a sudden what i thought i was going to be doing uh left the building i mean i couldn't i mean it was a blown tire my whole right hand hamstring exploded and so uh the only other thing that i was interested in doing because i had to then you know take a some kind of elective at school was was i thought you know i went down the list and was looking at everything like choir like drama and all this stuff and so i was like i i like to sing i guess i could learn how to sing better i'll do choir and drama and so i literally just did it because i had nothing else to do i was already in art and all of that stuff and i was uh uh in kind of honors english classes and all of that stuff and uh, i just uh did it because i didn't know what else to do right. <laughs> and whenever uh, whenever my brother and i got into to the drama uh, department we kind of raised hell a little bit and changed the face of the whole place it was kind of cool to watch because <laughs> when we first got there it was really considered the place now and please forgive me for i'm not saying that this was the 90s this is the early 90s right. but they called you know band geeks and drama fags right right and, and so we were called that those drama fags we had to go through that garbage right and be called that and then so we basically all of a sudden because i joined it uh I got some of my cooler friends to join it. All of a sudden, <laughs> we started cooling up the place, and all of a sudden, our like drama became like a popular thing at our school. And we started, we brought back uh, school plays. Oh, and nice. uh, the thing is, is that we couldn't stand our drama coach, our drama teacher. We loved this other teacher named Rebecca Henderson, uh, who had used. She used to be the drama teacher, but she left to go to teach at another school. Lost her job as the drama coach. Came back to the school, and she'd already been replaced by by our, uh, our, our current drama teacher who we, none of us liked. And so we all, as a group, went to the principal and said, <laughs> we want to do a school play, but we don't want this teacher doing te- directing it. We can't stand her. She's, she's horrible. We want this other teacher doing it. And the principal let us vote on it, and we actually voted this other teacher yeah. to you like, play. You, this is this how we were little shits. I yeah. want to think about, like, what... <laughs> You like staged a we staged that. a democratic coup or something? We There's... did. We did. <laughs> I, I, when I think about it, I'm I'm quite impressed with us actually. And not only did we we did, not only did we do it, but we pulled off such an incredible performance. Uh, we did the Music Man. Well, we did the no, we did Oklahoma. My uh, my uh, junior year, and that was the first one we did, and it was extraordinary. And I was one of the leads, but I wasn't the lead. Uh, but then the next, it, it went over so well that we got uh, accolades from uh, the Dallas Times Herald came and saw us, and then somebody from the New York Times came and saw us, and oh, then wow. basically were waiting. They couldn't wait to see what we were doing the next year, and the next year we did the Music Man, my senior year, and I was the Music Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the lead, and uh, we actually the production was so good that uh, we had people from uh, off Broadway from New York come see us, and uh, their reviews were went national our reviews were national wow um, it was pretty cool and so that experience was my first taste of of the drug that is you know acting and and, and that is something that i felt like i was good at and uh, i was voted most talented in my school and all that stuff from, from thousands of kids and all that stuff and and so we I sort of forged a direction out of uh, something that was pretty tragic at first from, you know, from getting hurt. Right. Um, I like the idea then, that you, you like 
turn like the the high school clicks like around almost. Like I like to think yeah. that, like you guys were like kicking the shit out of the jocks <laughs> at some point. <laughs> we <laughs> just like what happened is we, we we turned the jocks into wanting to come be part of the drama club. The yeah. the the people that watched us my junior year do Oklahoma and do it so well were so impressed that that the whole notion of it not being cool left the building and all of a sudden we were the cool kids yeah. and yeah, so awesome. the when we did the music man my senior year man we had thou, a thousand kids audition for that thing yeah. we had every every jock in the school wanted to be in that play <laughs> and so it went it, it truly you know i've never really thought about all of this yeah. in this context really well, I feel what like, we did was pretty extraordinary yeah, yeah well this really. i mean i feel like this is the plot of like a maybe it would be like a uh, a musical comedy on the disney channel or something 100%. You know? <laughs> yeah totally hundred percent. Even you, I mean, you could even you could you could even big boy it up a little bit. It wouldn't have to even be on the Disney. You could do like this could be a legit show yeah. because we you remember Fame. You know, I don't know if you remember Fame. You guys are kids, probably. But uh, even what was the what's the show with Zach? Whatever his name is. Oh, like, the high school, high school, high school, school musical. High school musical. Mm. High school musical. Right. Oh, yeah, I, I, never, I never. I never. Zach Morris. Zach. I don't know what his name is. The pretty boy. Um, yeah, uh, I I never watched that show, but I but it, in that sort of vein, like we we truly did like, and now uh, the theater department in that school is like is extraordinary, and so uh, it really we kind of were there at the sort of beginning of what has become a a, 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 a very valued part of DeSoto, Texas's heritage. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the theater, the, the, the plays at the high school are, are like going to see something in Broadway. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's neat. So what was, was the name of the high school you went to? DeSoto High School in DeSoto, Texas. DeSoto High School. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I was actually, uh, I was waiting tables with my mom at a, my mom was managing a, a, a restaurant at this, uh, this, this fancy hotel in near Dallas and DeSoto, uh, and uh, this pretty woman that would come on there all the, all the time, she was probably in her 50s or 60s, but I, she made me nervous as hell because she was so pretty. I finally got the nerve to, uh, to ask her one day. I was like, are you a model or something because you're so, so pretty? And she just basically said, you know, no, that she wasn't, but that she acted a little bit. And she knew this guy in Dallas that she took to act, took acting classes with. And I was like, what the hell is an acting class? Even though not drama, but like outside of that, you know, mm. I didn't know that there were people that did that. And so she introduced me to this guy named David Payne and the rest was kind of history. We really kind of got our foot in the door because of David. He helped us audition and get into our first, you know, opportunities to get into the industry and stuff like that. But that's kind of how it happened, really. Nice. I forced my twin brother to go on this for the first audition that we, we the movie, <laughs> The Man in the Moon, which was uh, Reese Witherspoon's first movie, mm-hmm. uh, was directed by the man that uh, directed To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, okay. Richard Robert Mulligan. Um, a beautiful movie. So our first movie was with the guy that directed To Kill a Mockingbird. I mean, think about it. That's, <laughs> right. that's amazing. <laughs> that's um, and Reese Witherspoon, Reese Witherspoon when she was 13. And uh, I forced my brother to go on this audition because he was the only one of us that had a car. And he didn't want to, and I, and I, and I needed him to take me to the audition. But uh, he didn't want to, he wanted to go out on a date with his girlfriend. Uh, but I eventually convinced him to go. And, I, and he, he was just so cool and nonchalant about the whole thing because he didn't want to be there that he got the role. He actually landed the role <laughs> in the movie. And I was 10 times more excited than he was. Like, right. he got the role and he was like, uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> like, what do I do now? Like, so and I was the one pushing. Like, I was like, no, you, we're going to go do this and you've, you've got a real chance. And, you know, we might not ever have a chance like this again. And, and you got to just give, you got to do this. Yeah. And I believed in him way more than he believed in himself. <laughs> and uh, I celebrated way more than he did whenever he got the role. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I did, had, to, had to do a little shoving for Jason London to get in the business, but I'm sure glad he did. <laughs> yeah, nice. Was, so was, was Mallrats kind of your first, was it your first, uh, like, main role in a feature? Was that your first lead role? Mm, I had done The Babysitter with oh, okay. Alicia Silverstone. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool, okay. Uh, oh. But it was the first kind of, uh, you could say mainstream, but, but honestly, nobody went to see it. 
Yeah. I mean, just as many people saw the babysitter in the theater that saw Mallrats. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, but I uh, did a lot of TV movies back then, and just a lot, a lot of TV shows, a lot of episodes of TV shows. And I, but I was on. <laughs> I was very blessed. The first television series that I uh, did, um, basically right after we did The Man in the Moon, uh, uh, was a, an, a show that we won the Emmy for Best Drama. Um, a show called I'll Fly Away. Uh, with Sam Waterston playing my dad, and that was my so my my first introduction into the industry really as an actor uh, was uh, on I'll Fly Away, and uh, the in our second season we won the Emmy for Best Drama, uh, and then we're promptly canceled. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the business. Um, wow! But it was a really just a really good high quality show, and so I was able to sort of establish myself early as uh, somebody that could carry a, a, a really a really good drama. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, and through the years, I was on I think six different TV shows, just here and there or whatever. But um, that was the sort of the pinnacle of it for me right in the beginning because it was just such a great show. Um, but then you know we did Party Five, and Party Five won the Golden Globe for Best Drama, and so I got a chance to be a part of things that 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 mattered. You mm-hmm. know that that people paid attention to, and that was that was important. That was fun. Yeah. How, what was your experience like on Party of Five? Because I, I feel like, especially in the 90s and, and, you know, early 2000s, even so many, like everybody who was in that show kind of spawned off and what, you know, Nev Campbell and Scream. And, and I just feel like everybody in that show went off to, to do other stuff, you know, that's, that's pretty well known. So. Yeah. I mean, I was always a sort of a, a secondary character on the show. Mm-hmm. So it was never really my show, you know, and so I always sort of felt like an outsider a little bit. But I also just always just who I am and who I was. I always have been a bit of an outsider regardless. And so it fit my character. Um, But it wasn't conducive for me to get super close to a lot of people. And uh, and so whereas we were all tight, but we weren't really close, if that makes sense. Yeah. I got you. What about uh, on the set of of Mallrats? Did you get did you get because everybody in that movie seems to have such a great chemistry? Did you feel a little closer with the people uh, in that movie? Some of the other actors, Jason Lee, maybe? Yeah, or... not Jason Lee. Not Jason, Jason Lee didn't do anything with anybody. He he stayed in his own world. But really? the rest of us were all we all bonded. I mean, Ben Affleck was flying in and out because he was dealing with uh, with uh, making a deal for. Uh, goodwill hunting so he was in the middle of all of that so he wasn't around much but uh, as far as everybody else we shot the movie mostly at night and through the morning and so our days were over at eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> when everybody else's was starting and so our experience for the most part was all of us you know getting into a hot tub at eight nine o'clock in the morning and hanging out and hanging out and you know my room playing music and smoking weed and all of us just bonding and people just you know taking a load off or whatever um and so my you know uh, i i tried to have as much fun as possible you know (laughs) and break up the monotony of the the just being stuck in a cold movie set in minnesota um and uh and i don't think kevin liked me very much for it (laughs) Uh, because back then he, he didn't smoke weed Oh, really? We would have had way much more, way more fun if he did, um, <laughs> but uh, but he didn't, and uh, and so you know, I just I've always marched to the beat of my own drummer. I just have never been, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't get in, into clicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, have you have they? Because I feel like I keep hearing things about Mallrats too, like it's on again, off again, maybe, and I honestly don't know where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not not you haven't heard anything about that or you're not involved uh, oh i've heard plenty <laughs> and that's all I've, it's like it's, i've heard plenty mm-hmm. nothing nothing's happened because of it i've been told so many times it was that it's just heartbreaking every time yeah. so i don't even put any weight in anymore i don't think about it anymore because it you know you, you can only get so excited about something that then ultimately doesn't happen so many times before you start just realizing it's probably not going to happen right you know? Right. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to bring that up then. <laughs> no, no. I mean, honestly, I think that that's maybe what needs to happen for people to start putting some pressure on uh, the powers that be to get it made. Now, I don't think that's Kevin's fault. Honestly, I think Kevin wants to make it. The, the, the main issue is that Universal owns the rights to Mallrats. Yeah. Kevin doesn't. 
Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot more uh, hoops to jump through to, to get the movie made other than just getting it financed because there's plenty of people out there that I think they're willing to finance it. But it's, uh, you know, it's like how much does he have to come up with to just own the right to his own movie? It's, yeah, yeah. To buy know, the right, to get the rights back or get the rights Yeah, and yeah. investors are numbers people and the numbers from all rights were dismal in the beginning. They're great now through the, through the you know, decades now, but uh, in the beginning they were pretty frightening. And so they don't, unless somebody understands that there's a real true fan base out there now that wasn't established at the time, mm-hmm. that was just getting kind of off the ground. And it was, it was so obscure. A few people had heard of clerks, you know, yeah. uh, but not, not, not a whole lot of people. So they, he didn't have, he wasn't Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith back then. You know? yeah. And uh, uh, I think that uh, his, his, in, fan base is so uh, locked in now that I just think that uh, it would be a good investor investment for any investor. Yeah. Um, it just, you know, numbers, people go back to records and they say, well, what did it, how did the first one do? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Right. Uh, when well, I, don't, I, don't look at, don't go by that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. When I got it, I, you know, I feel like that's a movie that could probably be made fairly cheaply. I mean, I obviously I don't know what Kevin Smith would want to do with a sequel. Yeah, he wanted to blow up them all. There's nothing cheap about what Kevin's vision was. And so that's probably another, <laughs> another element of it that he's probably having to recalibrate. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, were you, so, were you, uh, did you read comic books or anything when you were a kid? Were, were you, did it mean anything to you, uh, to meet Stanley or did you know, did you know who he was even like when I had no idea. I was perfectly cast as T.S. <laughs> because I had no effing clue. Right. <laughs> Stanley was I had no idea and you know and because I wasn't really a comic book fan per se um it took meeting him to understand that I truly was in the presence of greatness and not only uh was it revelatory but uh he I fell in love with the guy what a wonderful soul he just was he was so happy to be there and uh it's still, you know, to his dying day, he said it was his favorite role really? uh, that he, of anything that he ever did. Yeah, and there's actually the last, his last cameo. You see him holding a Mallrats script. Was oh those, yeah, was uh, that was that in Captain Marvel? The one, Brie, the one with Brie Larson. Yeah, Captain Marvel. I re- yeah, so I noticed yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, like, he's re- holding a Mallrats he's... script. Oh, that's right, because no, that because really, that movie really takes neat. place. It's yeah. set in the '90s. That's so he's like yeah. reading the script. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen it. I've only heard. I haven't seen it. Um, uh, but I, 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 uh, that, that, that was neat, yeah. you know, because, uh, the coolest part about doing what I do is that I, I get to have these unique, uh, experiences, um, like become friends with Robert England and all of these great people mm-hmm. that I see on the, on the, on the convention circuit. And every time we see each other, it's like a, a it's like a, a family reunion, you know, and. I used to have Freddy Krueger posters on my wall in school, you know, when I was in school. And that, none of that stuff never stops being weird to me, you know, and it never stops being surreal. To me. <laughs> I just, I just put Marcus Dupree in the movie I'm directing and producing. And Marcus Dupree uh, is a Mississippi sports legend, but he was the running back for the Oklahoma Sooners when I was growing up in Oklahoma. And I used to watch him. He, he was, you know, he was a god to me. And now he's one of my best friends, you know, here in, here in Mississippi, and I'm putting in movies, him in movies here. And so, you know, I think more than anything, all of these uh, experiences have just uh, allowed me to be uh, sort of in in, uh, in all of these moments where I find myself uh, uh, understanding how blessed I am. That's awesome, man. That's, that's so cool. On next week's episode, we're covering 2020's Freaky with actress and playwright Emily Goodson. So make sure to to check that movie out before the episode next week. And as always, you can follow us on Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Head Cannon. You can find us on Instagram at Head Cannon Pod, on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod, or check us out on the subreddit r slash Horror Movie Pod. And I think, um, you know, at this point, I know we're pushing up against seven o'clock. So if there's anything else you want to plug or talk about, or, you know, I know we talked about your acting school and, and, um, uh, you know, your, the jelly and all that, but if there's anything else you want to mention or bring up, um, you know, I'd love to talk about it before we wrap up here. I, I don't really have, uh, like I said, I'm a shit self promoter. I'm terrible. I'm, I'm absolutely horrible. Um, at it, but I, I'm, I appreciate you guys having me. This was fun. Uh, and I appreciate your, your patience. I know that we've been trying to do this and every time something's coming up, but I, it's just 
part of my existence. It's very unpredictable from one day to the next, you right. know. And uh, I mean, I wasn't a grandfather yesterday, and now, or the day before yesterday, and now all of a sudden I'm a grandfather. Yeah. So congrats again. Yeah. That's that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah that's that. Uh, oh, it's so, so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, I'm I, I my pride and joy in this world are my my kids, and I met a wonderful woman who has two of her own. Twenty, who's twenty and eighteen, and our twenty year old. Uh, uh, he and his girl had a had a baby named Kingston Jewel, and uh, he's just perfect, and beautiful, and uh, so. Hey, I got that. Uh, right there. It's really neat. <laughs> you got very, Kingston very on your shirt. <laughs> yeah. Do you really have Kingston on your shirt? No, you don't. I swear to God, I'm not a stalker. That that was. You <laughs> has the word Kingston on your shirt? Yeah, Brent, I'm gonna Brent does. Time, yeah. Like Twenty times later. You're you're pics you're pixelated, Brent, but yeah, he does. <laughs> you're oh, kidding me. How weird is that? That is weird. Yeah, I swear I didn't know that. Synchronicity, man, that's a trip. Wow, what a cool, cool, that's amazing, amazing. Well, cool, man, well, God bless you guys. I appreciate yep. you having me on. I hope this episode turns out good for you. Um, I'm welcome, to, I mean, I'm happy to do this again anytime you guys want to, and we'll get into uh, just directly talking about, you know, scary movies or whatever the hell it is, whatever. but <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you guys letting me ra- ramble and uh, and be a part of it. Yeah, no, thank cool, you, man, man. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It is a trip, man, nice to meet you. Thanks for listening to... Headcanon.